Hi, everybody. Welcome to another version of the Bruce Singer podcast. I just want to share what the podcast is all about. It's all about content, storytelling, inspiration, uh, primarily focused on the food and beverage industry, health and wellness, the naturals, that, that entire space, sustainability. And uh, today we have no exception, a wonderful guest. And just another moment, I'm Bruce and I'm your host. And I'm also the president and founder of Canada CFOs, which provides CFOs fractionally and interim. Same thing to the food space, the natural food space. We're very passionate about it. And today I just have the most incredible guests that we've become men on LinkedIn. We've become, we've become great friends. So I love, love what they're doing. And I said, get on the podcast. <laughs> okay. And he agreed to it. Thank God. Uh, Tom Malingo. I'll tell you about Tom. He's the co-founder of Brandjectory. And he'll tell you his story about Brandjectory. He's also the co-founder of Litchfield Fund. Um, he's a career finance executive. Many, much of his career was spent at KeyBank in USA. And um, he calls himself, a, he's a hiker, a hiker. And he calls himself uh, a nerd. He's not a nerd, but he calls himself a nerd in terms of he's a history nerd. He's a finance nerd. He's a philosophy nerd. But he, for sure, when you hear him, He's definitely not a nerd, and he's really extremely insightful, extremely knowledgeable. He's doing a lot for the food and beverage community. They're doing a lot for founders to take the next level. There's so much they're doing, and I'm honored to have you on the podcast, Tom. Well, thank you, Bruce. We're we're honored to be here today and to have the chance to to share with you and and your listeners uh, what what we know. So we're we're happy to do that. Awesome, awesome. So, Tom, as we get into it. Uh, you have a very unique story. I always, I always start the podcast because there's. This is also about people. It's not always about work, 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 work. <laughs> okay, there's a human side. You're okay, so share share your story, uh, how you got to this stage, and how you developed this passion for food. Sure. Well, sure. Well, I guess you know. Um, uh, in terms of a passion for food, I guess that starts. I'm Italian. Uh, you know, mother, grandmother books, I cook, I'm a chef, all that kind of stuff. But but how I got to food and how Susan and I, my wife and co-founder and all our, my, our businesses, got to food is kind of interesting. I mean, I went to college to be a journalist and uh, realizing that journalists uh, weren't getting um, uh, paying jobs and, and coming from a poor family and knowing I needed to make some money, um, I instead went into math and computers, okay, <laughs> which took me directly into a career in banking. Uh, where I spent 30 years and and spent 30 years in operations, technology, finance, um, customer experience, all kinds of things. And, um, you know, at the C-level and, um, you know, a lot of management changes. Somebody asked me um, now going on almost 10 years ago, um, do you want 52 to be 55? I said, yes. I didn't come home and so, yeah, ask Susan if I should, should do it. I just signed the papers, took it. Susan said, no more winners in Cleveland. And we came to Scottsdale. And that's how we ended up in Scottsdale. We love to hike, as I mentioned, things like that. Susan spent her career in marketing, advertising, um, uh, uh, publishing, all kinds of things around fundraising for nonprofits and such. But what we were at the same time is people that were trying to already start eating for our health. And we were children of the Yule Gibbons era. If anybody remembers Yule Gibbons and the Raisin Bran commercials, one of the first naturalists, nutritionalists. 
Um, you know, so we were eating brand and salad in the 80s and 90s and, you know, started to understand the industry, understand our health, ran around to health food stores looking for things that the health food stores didn't know about yet because the Internet didn't come about yeah. for another <laughs> six, seven years. So, healthy, you know, brand we, was healthy. Yeah. yeah, we grew as the industry grew. And, yeah. and so we wanted to do something in food. We started the Litchfield Fund to advise, consult and invest in young brands. And, and we enjoyed doing that. But along the way, we realized just how hard it was for young brands to grow, to grow from seed to Series A. And we found some like-minded people in that. And, and what we did was develop Brandjectory, which is all about giving brands both the education they need to really build a solid business and to understand how the whole investment and growth process works. And, and so our story is kind of based on a love of food. Uh, me being the chef, one of the reasons we did come to Scottsdale is there's year-round farmer's markets. We get fresh vegetables all year round. We <laughs> in Ohio and you from Toronto know. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so, you know, it was one of the things that drove us here. Um, uh, our own desire to, you know, lead a nutritionally well life. And, um, and, and that's what led us into food. And that's what led us into trying to see that those brands, they can offer something different in the way that, you know, that, that people consume food and eat food and think about food. We were excited to, to be part of that. And that's what's led our journey to where we are today. Awesome. Awesome. So let's get into some of these specifics, like you get into Banjectry and, you know, it, your area is, is a lot of it's investing investments. And that's part of this series, investments. And, you know, when, you, when you're a founder, I got this. It's, it's a lot of passion, right? Uh, and that's great. That's how you start. That's how people get into it. They get in for the passion, man. I'm going to produce the next big thing or this, but that that's that don't that that's great. It gets you going. It it provides the juices. However, it's it, it, when we're talking about as you grow, money is required, investment is required. Can you talk about the founder journey? Sure. Uh, as an investment journey, as we get into, and I call it the you keep the passion, never lose the passion, but there's another layer that goes on top of that. Right. Can you share what you've learned and what you're what you're experiencing and and also the investor trends? Actually, I forgot what's going on with the before we can get to that. What is what is going on with the investors today? That's another hot topic. Sure. Well, certainly, let, let's talk about the investor trends first. The, okay, let's talk that the first. Economy plays a part in that, and it plays a part in a couple of ways. You know, you know, first off, if there's family offices or VCs or or even small growth funds, family, you know, that are raising money, well. Guess what? The people they're raising money from have lost some of their wealth over the last few years. OK, so, you know, they have less money to work with um, because they have less money to work with, but still expectations from their investors to make a return. They have to invest money. But at the same time, if they are going to invest money, um, you know, they want to make sure there's a return there. If we were talking three, four years ago, the mantra that it held for a long time is, it takes a lot of money to, to 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 grow a CPG brand. Okay, it was just you know by the time you get into bottling and distribution and and, and shelf you know uh, shelf fees and everything else, it takes a lot of money. Investors don't think like that anymore. They're starting to think over the last um, well, mostly the last year and a half, two years now. Hey, I want to know how you're going to grow today to 18, 24 months to be break even or profitable within the markets you're in. Don't tell me any longer there's a $100 billion market for this kind of product, okay? You're not gonna get there in the time that I need to make a return as an investor, 
Okay. I need to know how I'm going to get you to a return in the next 18 to 24 months. Okay. Because, you know, the economy is going to change again, up or down. I need to be knowing this brand is going to make it. And the only way you're going to make it is if you know who your customer is, you know how you're reaching them, you know what's getting them to buy you off the shelf or on the e-commerce site, and they are buying you and they're increasing their purchases, and they're telling the next person or you're telling the next person just like them because you know who they are to come buy your product. That's really what's shaping the investors right now. They are looking at that time frame. And where investors used to say like, oh, my, it's it's great to be, you know, co-man, you're going to co-pack somewhere else. Investors are starting to say, hey, you better have total control of your of your supply chain. You better have total control of your production. Good point. Chain. Good point. You know, if you've already invested the money, either have that very tight or actually have control over it by producing yourself. You may actually have an advantage up. These are the things that are starting to change with the way investors think about how a brand is going to grow. Um, because there's the, the risk in the system as a whole has piled up. And they're looking at things, they know nothing's a sure thing, but they're looking at, at those kinds of investment opportunities. They're looking for the things that are really going to tell them the founder knows how to grow the brand and can do it in a specified period of time. And I think that's a little different than, hey, we're going to get out in the next round. The next round is going to be bigger. We're going to get out. We're going to get some money back. There's going to be some money coming back to the current investors. I don't think they're thinking exactly like that anymore. I think that view has changed. And I think it's very good too. And also the view, I think there used to be a lot of focus on the product. Okay. Like this is the next, this is the next best thing in plant-based foods, or this is the next best thing. And now it's alternative protein. You know, there's another one now. Uh, there's a lot of, or the next best thing in, in, in snacks, you know, it's gone it, again, that's passion, which is great, but, it, but you're saying it goes far beyond that and far beyond that. And yeah. You know, I think, you know, first off, you know, a lot of people, Few people, like I didn't go to college to be a banking executive, okay? I went to college to be something else. Um, you know, a lot of people, most people don't like say, oh, I'm, I'm going to be a food entrepreneur when I grow up, okay? Yeah, yeah. They come into food, beverage, wellness. Um, you know, maybe they have the story. They found it hiking in the end. They found a certain berry hiking yeah. in the end. Well, it does start with passion. It's passion, yeah. Or, yeah. you know, I, I needed to kill three months between jobs and I went to the farmer's market with, you know, with this, with something everybody in the neighborhood told me was good. You know, they come into, you know, food and beverage kind of sideways, you know, or 100%. they have their own health need. They have their own health need and they say, hey, there's nothing here that, and I've talked to other people, nobody has a lot this. of it. Yeah. A lot that's of that. Get there. Again, that's the passion. Yeah. That's the passion. Yeah. And, and it's yeah. great. And, and investors want to know there's a passion, but, you know, the, the CPG world is very complicated. Okay. You know, brands need a lot of education to understand what investors are looking for. Okay. Investors care about things like how you're getting distributed, where your where your cash burn is. Are you burning in on on placement fees? Are you burning in on on um, on promotions? They want to understand all those things, and that's our, all part of the larger thinking of you know what determines to an investor that your brand is worthy of an investment. The passion alone isn't going to get them. The mission alone isn't going to get them. Right. Okay. Right. You know, right. the, the purpose alone isn't going to get them. Okay. Taste is king with the consumer. Functionality is number two. Every study you can find will tell you consumers, especially when their pocketbook is stressed as it is today, it's going to be taste because they want to know everybody in the house is going to eat that, eat that, and they want to know it's functional in a way that they need it. 
you find that mix. It doesn't matter if it's a new category. It doesn't matter if it's creating a category. As long as it's not a follow-on and you have proven that, that, that consumers are coming to you, investors are going to look at that. But I think a lot of brands still are in that. Uh, I heard the story of this brand and, and, and they got the raise. It was simply a great idea and they got the raise. Okay. Well, that's 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 social media. <laughs> it's also media. It's media says so and so got five million dollars. So and so had a crowdfunding yeah. campaign and over yeah got a million dollars over overnight. But brands don't always know how to use it. Brand founders who are new to the industry don't know how to use that million dollars, and they don't know what an investor is going to think of when they look at how much money they spent to get where they are. Um, I've talked to brands that said, hey, I've gotten a million dollars in the in the first year. Okay, I've, re- I've got a million dollars in revenue. And then I look and see that somewhere along the line, they got a $2 million or $3 million investment, and they only made a million dollars and they're out of cash. Okay, this isn't what investors want to see. No, that's not good. No. You have to know and understand the playbook. Okay, that's partly why we're doing what we're doing. We want to give brands some of that playbook that helps them understand what investors look for what determines the successful business and how do they get investment based on that? So let's talk, talk about the playbook. Let's get back to the second part of the question. We talked about investor behavior, investor trends, which have definitely shifted. There's a paradigm shift. It's different than it was. It's going forward. Okay. By the way, it's a big topic. (laughs) There's other things that we can talk about this for hours, but let's talk about the next thing is what I call beyond the passion the founder, the founder journey, the founder investment journey. Because eventually start at point zero, the one million, two million. There's milestones. You know what I mean? Right. One million is a milestone, three million is a milestone, five million, ten million. They're 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 raising they got to raise capital. Can you share that? Can you share some stuff about the journey? That sure. You, you know, of course, it's always about relationships, right? You know, people want to know they're dealing with someone that that you know is going to have the passion, the desire, the skill set, the knowledge to continue to grow that brand, to continue to work with them to grow that brand. You know, um, uh, brands, like I think I mentioned, you know, they, they think, okay, I can find an investor, I can get a raise. But there's a lot of work behind that. There's a lot of things, understanding the numbers and understanding where you're growing, how you're growing, what's working, what isn't working, which SKUs are working. This is all part of that journey for the founder. You know, um, it's different at 100000 in sales than it is at a million in sales that it is in 4 million in sales and that it is in 8 million in sales. You're looking at different kinds of investors. You're looking at different importance on different items at each of those levels that an investor is going to want to know about. Okay. Um, you're going to deal with a different level of sophistication among those investors. Okay. All those investors, they have their own passion. They have their own desire. They have their own you know, the amount of money they're willing to invest, they have, you know, um, non-competing, they competing projects that they don't want to compete with, com- compete with. They have um, uh, a desire to branch out into certain areas they're not in. Uh, they, you know, each one may individually think something different. One may think plant-based is over-invested in, others say they think there's still an opportunity. All these things are what a, a, a founder has to understand for the product at their level what it is that they may be hearing from investors, okay? Everything is around, you know, where is that investor trying to make money and are they going to trust you that you can build that? And I think brands as a whole need to really think about the work that goes in that. Brand founders have to start to think about how do I continue to lay the structure? 
if I can prove I was successful at 100,000 sales and I can prove I'm successful at a million dollars in sales, the way investors want to hear that, then at 4 million, I may get the investment. At 8 million, I may get the Series A. This is that, that journey a founder goes on. Founders transform from founder to CEO. Okay. Yeah. And when yeah. they become that CEO, they're going to make tough decisions. They're going to let go of, of the product they love because it isn't selling. They're going to let go of people that really were helpful at 100,000 that aren't going to help them at, at a million or 2 million or, or 8 million. They're going to let go of those advisors who were great advisors when they were a brand looking for angels, but they may not be the right advisor when, you know, when, you know, Hershey comes knocking on the door and says, I can help distribute you or I can buy you. Okay. Mm -hmm. These yep. are the things yep. that, you know, this is the personal growth that a founder goes on. Investors at this day and age, I think the majority of them, I, 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 my, my impression, they want to know that founder can transform into a CEO. They don't want to be standing there at a Series A and saying, I need to replace everybody here. Okay. You know, everybody has to be replaced because this isn't going to grow. You know, they want they want to see that that founder start to merge into being a CEO. And I think that's a that very good point. A founder transformed founder. into a professional manager, into a professional CEO. Interesting. Interesting. So what advice? Because that could be very overwhelming to many founders, too. There's so many moving parts. It could be overwhelming. Is there there's no magic pill here? <laughs> you know I mean? But yeah. in your experience, what have you seen that can get that? Looking at these, like, like, is there any advice? It's loaded. It gave lots of advice, but is there any? Because ultimately, they do want to, but they do want to raise money. You know what I mean? Right. You know, the best thing you can do as as a brand founder is continue. You know, to network for your advisors. Okay. You know, if you can bring the right set of advisors to you who will tell you literally if, 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 it's, if it's all smoke and mirrors, okay, who will sit down with you and give you that honest assessment of what an investor is going to think about you, what a retailer is going to think about you, what a retail buyer is going to think about you, what a consumer is going to think about you, so that you continue to shape your plans and you build a network of advisors who understand the business. That, that, is, that is one of the key things they can do to keep the journey alive. Okay. That is you know? great advice. Yeah. And they, help you, yeah. So they always have to think about the next step. You know, the step, great right? advice today. What's that advice for the next step? You're regional, you want to go national. You know, you're in every independent and you got some great advisors when it comes to the independents. What's it going to take for you to get into a Whole Foods, a Sprouts, or if you're a crossover brand, you know, who's going to help you understand Kroger Albertsons? Who's going to help you understand, you know, Hy-Vee? Who's going to help you understand HEB and Publix? You know, how is that going to work? What happens when you try to go upstate to, you know, to a whole D health and get into every single chain that they're in? Wow. How are you going to do all that? And you need to have advisors who are helping, helping you think ahead to the growth that you have planned. It's so important you say that because this podcast, I mean, it's aired globally, but my, my viewership, it's a Canadian, mm -hmm. a lot of Canadian, a lot of Canadians, when you hit a point, they... Almost all of them want to get into the U.S. <laughs> because right. they're that percent. That's where the big bucks are. 
<laughs> like that's the big that's the and big the larger market i mean to be honest the larger that's market. the larger market that's right. and that increases the shareholder value though i'm not saying that's perception right that is the larger market so then yeah because then that's you just talked about that that's a whole other game because you haven't played in the u.s and it's a different it's a different different mark completely different mark right completely. and, and if you have and if, you, if you surround yourself with people who have that that understanding of how the industry operates, you know, of, of you know, what's a difference between a, a, a Kroger and a Sprouts or Whole Foods? You know, if you start to surround yourself with people yeah. like that, or at least reach out to those who can share those things, you start to gain that knowledge. I mean, you know, okay, we can all quote Edmund Burke and say knowledge is power. Um, my philosophy nerd showing there. Um, but you know, you you have to you you really have to understand that the more you understand this industry, you're going to you know you're going to face off if you're if you're especially if you're a young founder, you're going to be face off against people who have been doing this for for forty years, okay, or have Absolutely. lived it you know for forty years, and you know you have to understand they're going to know immediately if what you're saying is going to work or not. Okay, they're they're, they're not going to you know you, you, they'll, they'll help you understand it, but you know that you you need to take each one of those pieces as another item in your toolkit. Okay, to show your experience and ready to grow, awesome. grow forward. That's awesome. And I like okay. that. Grow forward. You always grow forward. have to be growing forward. Just one thing, I wanted to thank you and the team at Brand Jack Treat. Last week, I was on one of your webcasts, your webinars, you. talking about the adult, which is another trend. The adult, uh, the adult beverage, non-alcoholic, adult beverage food industry, and that was very insightful. And you had four, four or five leaders on the industry, and man, they were takeaways galore. Uh, it comes to Pumbra. Thank you for sending the, uh, thank you for sending the, uh, the, the recording. There's so many takeaways that, uh, so, so you're helping. <laughs> you're helping. Well, that's what we try like to that. do. It, you know, we're not the only yeah. ones who are experts. We yes. try to bring, you know, my, my partner has, you know, our Susan and my partner, Mike Movitz, he's got 30 years in the business. You know, we've been around the industry for, you know, for 10 years as, as members, as, as 30 years as, as, as consumers and interested bystanders, we know a lot of the experts and that's what we try to bring in what we do at Brand Jeffrey. So closing argument, can you briefly explain what you do at Black, at what, what is Brand Directory? What do you do? Now, this is all about content. We got a lot of content. I don't do any selling, but, but I think it's important because Brand Directory does have offered tremendous value in, in a, the, what's your elevator pitch? My elevator pitch is, you know, if you're a brand between zero and and Series A, six, eight, ten million in sales, and you want to understand how to keep growing, find investment, find capital financing, understand how that market works, understand how to build that brand from the ground up. Okay, we have knowledge and education that helps you get that. We have one-on-one -on -one consulting, which helps you understand what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong. And then we have a network of hundreds of investors and mentors um, wow. in, as industry experts who are available to you as a member of Brandjectory for calls, conversations, meetups, wow. um, uh, events like we did last week, but also private events. We're, we're holding events on chargebacks. We're holding events on, on other topics like that where they are getting firsthand information and meeting people in small groups, okay, um, getting Incredible. education through classroom, um, virtual classrooms on, on capital financing, capital raising, 
Um, all these things are what we're doing to expose brands to investors, but not just expose them. Make sure that if an investor today says, hey, I don't get quite get your branding messaging, you come back to Brandjectory, you look yep. for a manager who can tell you about, about and say, yep. this investor didn't get me. What am I doing wrong? And they give you some advice. Yeah, the, instead easy. of saying, well, the investor don't get me. We blame the investor. <laughs> right, exactly. So, you know, <laughs> we're trying to put all that together so these brands yeah. have a place from zero to Series A to be able to grow and understand what what constitutes a strong business and how will investors view me. You know what? Thank you so much, Tom, for being on the podcast. This was very Thank insightful. Thanks for having us. There, there's some, I like the one thing you said. Is, uh, it's resonated. There's a lot of things resonated Founder to becoming CEO. You know, that really, that's very, very profound because when you think about it, it's really, that's what it's really all about. Right. You know? And it's just, and you run a different business. You know, you run a different business. business 100%, 100%. You know, you can't just say, hey guys, let's try this. No. <laughs> you can't be doing that when you're the CEO. Tom, thank you so much. Everybody, you, enjoy. This was very valuable. And we'll get you next time on the Bruce Singer podcast. Thank okay. you so much. Thank okay. you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you, Tom. Bye-bye.